we open and we see that Aaron is walking through a heavily wooded forest. Warm yellow sunlight leaks through the wooded canopy, leaving small beads of sweat on Aaron's brow. Heavy bags hang from his eyes. His elven skin has already started showing light hues of green. How long have I been running? He thinks to himself. He tries to recall how many days it's been since he's fled Corvosa, but the numbers quickly turn to fog. The thick smell of sap pulls his mind back to memories of his home. He distantly hears the feathery voice of his father singing. Would he be disappointed in me? The question stung as it entered his mind. As the pain dulls, he remembers that he's lost. As he walks, he half-heartedly speculates if he is in Uskwood or the Fangwood. His negligent eyes catch a glimpse of a figure moving between the distant trees. Elora? He questions. Elora! He calls out. He runs. His boots crush the leaves. A crescendo of wind and churring insects fill his ears, but as quickly as he finds relief, it vanishes, as a doe darts out from behind a tree. Aaron's knees hit the dirt. A large shadow passes over him as a white feather floats down in front of his gaze. Aaron's eyes flicker open, and he finds himself in a very small, cramped, musty cave. He lifts his head, and he realizes he's sitting on a, a nice bed in the middle of this cave. All around him, there are crates stacked uh, two or three high. He sees next to the bed that he's sitting on, there's a desk full of papers and books and a few trinkets. In the middle of the room, there's a small campfire. Um, it's it's lighting the rest of the room. That's the only light source that he sees. He, his vision is spotty and he fades to like in and out of consciousness, but eventually he, he comes fully to he looks down and he is wearing clothes that are not his. Um, in between his tunic, he sees that where the arrow had once pierced his chest, there is now new skin. And he looks down looking for his things and he, he finds his backpack full of all of his tomes and scrolls and everything that is resting next to the bed that he's on. He looks around and he hears the sound of like metal chinking against the stone wall. And he sees that across the room, there is a halfling man chained, manacled to the walls. 
um, his ankles and his wrists are all latched to chains connected to the, the stone wall. His mouth is gagged, but it could be no one other than Calmont looking at him in terrified eyes. And then he also sees at this moment a creak of armor as to his left down the hall he sees there's an undead half-orc standing nearly nearly still but moving ever so slightly just staring off in the distance but definitely appears to be guarding the room what does Aaron do? first off I, I was in a bed like a nice bed like yeah, nice feather pillow, nice sheets. The the bed's made. Like you're just like laying comfortably on top of it. But this dude is being like, he's like in torture zone. Yeah, he's yeah he's just like in kind of just like kind of ragged like dirty dirty kind of clothes. But like he's not put into like prisoner clothes or anything. But he's shackled to the walls. And he said and his he, mouth is gagged. Yeah, he's gagged. He's like he just like messaging you to try and. So Aaron is hella wigged out. Um, he first off, I think I'm like so surprised that the last feeling I was feeling was like immense pain in my chest, and then now I'm like totally fine. Yeah. Knowing about medicine, how was I healed? Uh, like seeing that there's no like scar or anything, you would assume it's like a magical healing has healed you. Okay, so that doesn't help me at all know how long I've been here. No. Um, I look to the undead half-orc, right? You said undead half-orc? Yeah, he's it's a half-orc, and he's in he's in kind of the same... He looks like the half-orcs that attacked you. Maybe he has, like, a little bit more armor or, like, whatever, but he appears to be a very burly, strong half-orc, but most definitely appears to be undead from like a he's got like a gaping wound um on his chest or something that kind of gives it away does um does he look like a regular undead or does he look any different than like a regular old zombie or something um give me like a religion check Um, I got a 12 plus 9, 21. Okay. And just so you know, your Aaron, Aaron is level 3. Currently. Nice. Okay. Uh, you Aaron sizes this undead up, and you feel that it's uh, like a level 2 undead. Oh, what a chump. I feel more powerful than him. It's it's got um like chainmail and like a long sword and like a shield like it's definitely like a a warrior marshal kind of. Okay, creature. so which way is it looking? Is it looking like it's like just dead on in the room, just kind of monitoring. So it's monitoring. It's not like guarding us. It's watching us. Yeah, yeah. I stand up. Am I, have I stood up? I stand up. Okay, yeah, you stand up. Uh, it just kind of lazily looks over at you, but it just still stands, like, resolute, kind of guarding guarding the way behind it. You know what I'm saying? Like, keeping you guys kind of here. I, 
but there's also a, there's a passageway that that he's blocking, and there's a passageway to the north that is not blocked. I reach for where I have my dagger. Do I have it? Um, you you reach. It's not there, but you look like everything that appears. Like you you see your like belt where your dagger would have been. Like is like sitting next to your backpack. Without my dagger on it. No, it's on there. Yeah. You get a so that I have everything. You have, you have everything, you just weren't wearing it. But everything, if you, like, bend down and look, like, all of your stuff's there. I put it on. Okay. Wait, what kind of clothes am I wearing? Um, You were wearing... Is it like, ladies' clothes? Not again. <laughs> uh, You appear to be wearing just a very basic set of, like, commoners' clothes. Um, but they they're appear to be more like robes. Okay, I see. So, kind of so like just a, bland clothes. Yeah. Yeah, bland commoners robes. Yeah. Okay, I would like to like put on my bandolier and all my yeah. fixins, if you will, all my ingredients. Yeah, it takes a few minutes for you to do so, and the whole time like Kalmon's like struggling trying to get your like, attention, but like the the undead half work doesn't do anything. Okay, I look at Kalmon and I try to figure out what he's trying to tell me without walking over to him yet. Yeah, he is making eye contact with you and then he's like looking at his like chains like the manacles like kind of like trying to you know he appears to be asking you to come over and help him um but as you as you do so like you're reading him across the room you start to hear footsteps coming from that north passage hmm they're getting louder i I just sit back on the bed. I don't think I'm going to be able to... I, I don't think, like, busting Kalmana... I don't even know how I feel about that, but I'm going to just sit down on the bed and yeah. wait for the person that's obviously coming here. Yeah. You sit and you wait, and the footsteps get louder and louder, and you see um, a light source kind of emanating and mm-hmm. down the passageway, and turning the corner, entering the room, you see... An unscathed Vaz Lorraine into the room. Oh my goodness. And she looks over at you and smiles and she says, Ah, Aaron, it you're already awake. It's good to see you. Are you feeling alright? And she oh. kind of like walks over. She puts the, the torch in a sconce and then kind of like walks over to you. Oh no, dude, this is not good. <laughs> This is not good. I, I, what did I agree to? <laughs> oh no. I say, she, what up, boss? She, she says, I, I hope your, your wounds are not still troubling you. I did the best that I could. And, um, I apologize for the transition from our, my shop to here, but I assure you it was the only way possible you see you see those mercenaries they they work for me it's um but 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 no worry they they will not trouble us anymore i have them i have sent them out on something else but she says are you feeling all right i i've I've packed all your stuff it's right there it seems you've you found it all and you've you've already put it on good thank you um so I, she says I suppose you you might have some questions for me and she kind of like sits down at her desk 
Okay. Uh, next, like you're sitting on the bed, she's sitting on the desk, on the chair next to the desk. Okay, so she's sitting by me. Yeah. And Calmont just can see us. Yeah, Calmont's just like, mm, like he he's kind of like given up at this point. I see. Uh, I say, um, yo, what's with the like, uh, yeah, what's with the whole mercenary stuff? Like, why were you making a scene for the like cops or something? Like, (laughs) yes. Well, you see, I I ran into these mercenaries on the road. The bloody blades they call themselves, and it was. They tried to hold me up. They tried to take my things from me. And that's one thing that I could not let stand. And so I stood my ground. And I think they eventually saw saw my perspective once I had taken over their leader. She moves, she points over to the undead uh, blocking the way forward, you know. It says, Fubar, Black Tusk, he did not see things my way, but after some convincing, the others eventually listened to what I had to say. And now, after this, um, after they agreed to see things my way, I decided they, they could help me with my goal. And so I pay them some gold here and there, and they, they, they do some work for me that I need. Such as, um, such as faking our deaths, Aaron. What? I'm dead? It would appear that Vaz Lorraine and, and Aaron Orandil are dead. As, as for the, the town of Breachton would have it. You see, I trust you. And I see so much potential in you. And I have found... Something I've been working ever since I've came to Breachdale, something I've been working on for years, is finally coming now to fruition. I have discovered something. Something that our ancestors have have laid here. Something ten thousand years old, Aaron. Something Holy. that will something that will bring you and I power to achieve any of our goals. Oh. So, I had to go to extreme measures, you see. But, if you agree to come with me, I will show you the way to unlock secrets that no man or woman have ever found on Galarian. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Chance, this is crazy. Yeah. She's the one who snuck in. She's a necromancer. Yep. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the healing magic on me. Everything it all lines up. Dude, this is this is sketch. Yeah. Aaron feels sad first as she's talking. Because he realizes, one, that he, like, depending on the situation down here, he might never see his friends again. Because mm-hmm. he thinks about them when he says, oh, I'm dead. Because mm-hmm. they're the ones who would notice that he was gone the next day. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And he's wondered, 
how do they think I'm dead? Like kind of idea. Yeah. And he feels a little heartbroken, but he can't help but feel at least interested mm-hmm. in the offer of power that she's kind of right. You know, giving freely nonetheless. Mm-hmm. So he says all right, show me what you got cooking down here in the cave. What kind she of says, magic stuff you got? She says, I've I've tracked this location here, but there's many miles of caves that have yet to be tracked, but I'm now on the cusp of finding it. So if you would accompany me, Aaron says, Aaron says, oh, you're digging the back way in. Yes. Is that what you're doing? Yes, the back way into... Behind the, the wall. Ah, uh, yes. So it appears you have also been under Hell Night Hill. Yes, Aaron then tells her the truth and saying that they had been down there and he had seen these walls and that is what he has been like that's what's been on his mind the past mm-hmm. you know what what not counting the time he's been unconscious but you know right, ever since he left there or, yeah yeah um she says i'm i am surprised you've you made it past the undead you see i found my way i went through many notes and many of the many of the um the documents and scripts blueprints of of breach hill and i found somewhere a secret entrance into hell knight hill and i found that the hell knights were there's something there that i don't even think they were very aware of and i tried to use my magic to get some answers from some of the hell knights from beyond and it appears I sprung some sort of trap because the next thing I knew undead hell knights were attacking me and I had to flee but you're saying that you made it past those defense measures yes I found the trap that you sprung and it was still sprung if you will but I unsprung it as one might say uh, she's very visually like or um obviously you can tell she's impressed by that and she's really that's that's most impressive i suppose you were with your friends then yeah of course they're my pals i see yes and that means they also found the walls oh a rock hits aaron's cut yeah (laughs) and he just goes no, they didn't see that part. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and make a... Uh, yeah. Yeah, de- uh, de- deception. deception. Yeah. He's so bad at this. <laughs> Let's see, his deception is a zero. Yeah. He gets a ten. Just a ten. Right. Um, she she kind of like puts a hand on his, on his leg or something. It's like... She says, just tell me. Do they know 
that there is something more underneath the castle? Or do they seem oblivious to the elven lore that was yet to be discovered? Aaron is going to try and tell a more convincing lie in that the he's going to try and explain tell truths. <laughs> yeah, tell some truths yeah. and then they saw it but they think it's just an old wall. Right. Like implying Which that Calere yeah. has no interest in it. She's an elf. She knows like she's interested in it and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Aaron thinks Frizzigig is interested in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he knows to some degree what it is. And so he is going to say that they saw it, but they don't know what they were looking at, like Aaron understood. Yeah. They can't sense magic like I can. So. Mm-hmm. 17. Ooh, nice. Okay. A little bit better. Yeah, she says, yeah, you explain that, and she says, good. I would hope that this secret is is safe with us. Now, she says, as for your friends, she says, to, to them, you will be dead. But perhaps by the end of this, you... I won't say that you won't see them again. And I I have no problems with your friends, but you see there this is almost more important than them. You met them what, a week ago? Yes, when you all came to town. Yeah. Shortly says, after I met you. Yeah. Aaron Aaron giggles. <laughs> right. She says you see Minus the elf, um, they won't live very long, Aaron. This is something that I have learned. I have to learn the hard way of being an elf, that the companions we keep eventually one day will either die before us or they will um, turn against us. But you and I, we will live very long lives, and with this secret that I plan to uncover and share with you, we will we will live very great long lives together. Now, I must say, I am in, under the employment of a an anonymous an anonymous. Uh, person of interest it's me uh she says they they came to me when they heard they i don't know how they found out the the secrets that i knew but they promised me payment of the highest kind if i were to share them with them and it seems like that they are a very powerful institution. So I must tell that with you. But Aaron they says, can make... Yeah, go ahead. Aaron says, wait. He realizes Kalmont's in the room. Oh. He says, is it okay that he, this guy hears all this? 
almost feigning like yeah. you know right. hey we're we're buds now right right and That's i want to hear the secret yeah she says i wouldn't worry about him you see he took my notes the very notes that you returned to me and apparently he was going to try and beat me to this and it was going to backstab me going to my anonymous person of interest and so I'm very glad that you brought him to justice but this is something this secret is one that cannot live on especially not with a rat like Calmont. So that brings me to Aaron, you you seem like you are interested in going with me through these caves to find this artifact. And I have many magical secrets to teach you along the way. And you have agreed to be my ward, and now I have your first instruction as my as my um Pa- I'm watching Star Wars. I was thinking Padawan. As but my Padawan. As, but I, uh, Young your Padawan. First, <laughs> my first instruction as my apprentice. Are you ready for this challenge? Aaron thinks to himself, dang it, what have I got myself into? Like, why did, why did all right. these things, like, domino effect fall onto me? I'm going to turn into Darth Vader now, and it's all going to yeah. go bad. And Aaron says... Okay, what's the challenge? She pulls out. Is it push ups? <laughs> she pulls out a very nice, very fine dagger on her side. And you see like runes inscribed on it. And she hands it over to you. Handle first. Oh no. Oh no. 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 And she says, She says, <laughs> I need you to end the life. Oh. Of Calmont. A weasel and a snake. Someone who has tried to kill the lives of 40 innocents and has attempted to take your own life. A man that in your situation would do the same. I know you are a very kind person, but this man is evil. And if he lives on with our secret, many will find out, and many will come to kill us for it. The, like, (laughs) somber realization of the trap that he is in right now, like, hits him, and he... Like, it's almost like the feeling of, like, tears start welling up in your eyes. And then he, but, like, he is trying to keep a straight face. And he says, I understand what happens if I say no. Like, desperately looking for all the alternatives. She says, why... Why must you say no? Why do you feel like you must say no?
because everything in my gut tells me it's wrong to kill to kill him and 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 the way that he is and and, and my my gut tells me just I don't know let a practical justice system you know work work it out uh, due to according to his crimes nobody got hurt yet you know he must stay responsible for the society so I understand but I don't know if what he did will warrant the death penalty I don't know I don't know the laws on arson it's kind of up in the air maybe she, we should let a jury decide she says this man has faced judgment and his judgment is to live the rest of his miserable life in the cave of Eladir. Yo, what's the what do I know what the give is? I'm sure I do. Yeah, it's from yeah, he uh he mentioned it like and and I think uh Urkel also was familiar with the give is like one of the worst prisons that like I don't think anyone's escaped from and like the the worst criminals are kept in the bottom and there's like slave trade that like works through with prisoners like it's like a super super bad place. And and Kalmon was sent there after being like you know, after getting his his sentence of like he was guilty for like forty counts of manslaughter, like all this, like he was gonna be locked up for good. Okay. She says, so what? the justice system does not benefit him, I guess. Yeah, exactly. She says, "This man faces the rest of his life in chains. Would it not be better for him to die now? Go on to Ferasma's boneyard. You would be doing him a very kind service, Aaron." Aaron this Aaron, man tried to kill you, no. Aaron looks at him and doesn't feel any feelings of like like it, he doesn't feel like he tried to kill him, but he does remember that he harmed Urkel. Mm-hmm. He stabbed him, right? Yeah, yeah. And like him. Urkel that didn't do nothing, you know what I mean? Like, Aaron mm-hmm. stitched those wounds. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But Aaron stitched Urkel's wounds before. Mm-hmm. He had the intent to kill his friends. Yeah. Aaron starts to feel really, like, emotionally mixed up, man. Yeah. Aaron just says, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it, Foz. Hmm. So, if if it was in self-defense, you would have no problem fighting him and end up, and end up killing him, but you fear that because he is tied down, there's something wrong with it? Aaron says, don't do this, Vaz, please. (laughs) She says, I'm just asking, is that the problem? Aaron knows that, like, Aaron knows that he's, like, not, like, blameless. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And that, like, it's not like he hasn't, like, just hurled spells at, like, you know, living things before. I mean, right, like, he yeah, shot a ray yeah. of frost at him already. And Aaron just says, No, Vaz, I don't think I can because I'm scared and I don't I don't want to. Shaylin Shaylin wouldn't have it. Yes. Your de- deity, the goddess of love. She might not approve of this. But my god, the reaper of reputation. You see, he cherishes secrets. And he deals with those who are trusted and run off. He deals with those by quick death and with that she like isn't isn't even looking and she uh, like hurls the dagger that you've like refused to take hurls it across the room and it just goes into Kalmont's temple and he like slacks against the wall how does Aaron react to that Oh my goodness, like like a total hardcore mix of like relief, but at the same time just like seeing that obviously did not feel good. Yeah. Like he doesn't think that Vaz should kill him either. I mean, like, you know what right, I mean? Right, yeah. But I mean, I don't I don't think I think he wants to show Vaz that like Thanks for doing it for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. But like deep down, he just, that was like, it was gross. It was yeah the whole situation. But like, yeah, she says, you, I'm, I must uh, put too much on you. This uh, maybe is a trial you are not ready for yet, but in time, maybe you will learn. Maybe when you see things through my perspective, and she kind of goes over, and she, um, you know, takes the, takes the um, dagger out, yeah. yeah, the dagger, and puts it back in her sheath, and then she begins to undo the manacles, right? Yeah. And she kind of like lifts his body, small little halfling body, um, from the ground, and she kind of like lays it down, um, and she says, "Now, Aaron, are you?" Are you ready for your second instruction? Aw, oh, man. <laughs> and says, okay, I guess. She kind of tells you to come over. And she says, I will teach you a ritual. One that I've learned from, from my own understanding, from my own uh, search in the arcane. Now, many wizards... Many wizards feel that necromancy is is something of evil, and and there is many evil people who practice it, many evil deities and such. But I have found, in my upbringing, a need to survive, 
And I have found that through this, I can use those, those who have passed, I can still uh, construct them for my own needs. The, the souls have gone on, but the bodies can serve me. She says, do you... I need help with this ritual, though. It takes it takes two casters. And if you help me with this, you will learn this ritual for you to do in the coming days. Will you aid me? So... She wants to make this dude an undead? Yeah. Well, the first thing Aaron wonders is how the undead half work was what other caster helped her with that one? Um, well, she explains that um, technically the, sorry, second technically the secondary caster doesn't actually have to have any arcane ability, um, but it helps if they have it. So like within, with rituals themselves, like right. mechanics, yeah. like apparently mechanically anyone can oh, yeah, do a ritual. Oh yeah, anyone can do a ritual. Yeah. yeah. So, but she's like basically saying like you can help me like you know. You're actually a caster. Like I've had to use others to help me with this practice. But does Aaron? So Aaron knows she doesn't actually need. Like Aaron. No, but she's I, but like. I, I mean, like I understand that I yeah help, but but she's saying like through this you would also learn like you would add mm-hmm. this ritual to your like knowledge to your spell book well and what i'm thinking also is that another once again she would do it without him yeah exactly. she doesn't she doesn't actually need him and so with like a second like you know feeling of like this like this might happen it's gonna happen without me like you know, me saying no does not change what happens. Right, yeah. Does Aaron actually know if, like, the soul moves on? Is it just, like, using the husk of a body, or is that true? Like, um, that's a good question. Um, I kind of just said that, but from from right now, I am, I am saying that the, yeah, the soul... As far as Aaron knows, yeah, the soul. Well, well, no, actually, because I'm pretty sure you can't. If you're turned into an undead, you can't go on to the like afterlife. So, uh, like you said, like you can't be like brought back with magic until like your undead body has been destroyed. So, I, I would, I would say that actually, when she said that, she's like, like I will use them, and then when I am done with them, I will let them pass. Like, like still like being like I'm going to hold them to use them but eventually like like she she uses undead to like help her achieve her goals and then she finds like something else you know I think with a mixture of like fear and but like Aaron I I guess Aaron embraces the the like numbness he has to feel Mm -hmm. to survive the situation so he is going to help reluctantly okay Aaron don't Um, do it (laughs) in that case uh, like 
time goes by and she like creates like or she like gets all these candles out and lights them and draws like chalk signs and like all the stuff around the body and and um it actually takes like like eight hours or so like it takes a long time um and so if you could um let's see could you make a lemonade (laughs) yeah could you make a religion check for me yes religion tell me about your beliefs uh i literally got a one plus eight which is a nine yeah okay aaron is embarrassed she got a natural 17 so um yeah, so the secondary the secondary caster like they roll a check and then based on what they do, you like boost like the ritual. Um, Aaron says I don't know anything about this kind of. Like right. said, I like love. Uh, she successfully raises um, raises Calmon, and he comes back as this like undead like version of him. But he, like, doesn't attack. He just kind of, like, walks around the room and just, like, he's very much like the other one, but he's just, like, mindlessly meandering, right? Aaron instantly loves himself. Yeah. And she says, you see, we will use him to our advantage. He will help us overcome the obstacles ahead of us. She says, I can see by your expression you are not happy. And I am sorry that it seems like you may be going against your will, but I urge you to see things from my perspective just a little bit further. She says it it took me some time and some of my own understanding to be able to achieve these things. Many, many hours I studied at my university. Many, many, many times my peers did not look, look, they looked at me with disgust. But I can assure you that this is a practical use of the arcane. Now, we've been working for some time here. And she kind of, like, brings you, like, some food. Like, some, like, they're not just rations, but, like, you guys have, some, like, some, like, bread and butter and some good, like, stew. Or something, something she made, like, over the fire pit, you know. Um, and, like, I, I assume you've been, like, you know, humming words and, like, doing things. And, like, all for, like, eight hours or more. Very tired. Um, and... She says, now I recommend we both get some rest. Um, We both get some rest because, uh, you know, later we will have uh, quite a little journey on our way as we seek this, the secrets of our ancestors. Um, But, you know, some time passes like over over the, the meal you guys have after you like kind of rest and stuff um she does say like over dinner like you guys are probably chit-chatting and stuff but she says now i have some information that i found uh a secret document you might find interesting no have you ever wondered of lamin breachton the hero of the town of breachill do you think it odd the story of his tale Aaron well I, I do want to say this okay uh, after after he you know 
he's feel he feels pretty upset about what he did. Yeah. And I think in a matter of like dealing with his cognitive dissonance. Yeah. He he starts to try and rationalize why he should be comfortable where he is, right? Mm-hmm. And I think like we like a lot of us do, you know, like we well, I guess how am I trying to say this? I think he starts to you know, instead of like feeling like lost that he might not have his friends again, mm-hmm. he starts to say to himself that like they they might have even thought he was weak or mm-hmm. you know i think that thought slips into his mind maybe they mm-hmm. treated him like he was soft and he doesn't like it but it's one of those things that like i don't know makes him feel slightly more comfortable with where he is in the right. the like rock and hard place that he's in Mm-hmm. maybe he's like thinking about that as he's eating and then she asks her question about Lehman yeah. and Aaron kind of gets out of his head for half a second and says listening to her and says I've never thought too much about him beyond the like standard myth or whatever mm-hmm. yes you they they've they tell the story of you know this this hero who came to them in time of need and he just saved them all and and this wizard this powerful wizard came and saved them these these travelers and they they were amnesiacs they they didn't know where they were wandering. They had no clue where they came from or their origins or anything. But this wizard came upon them and sought uh, pity and helped them. And then once he had helped them regain structure and build a settlement where they can survive the winter, he was gone just like that. And so ever since then they've worshipped him almost he almost they almost deified him do you, do you think that odd at all do you think why would a wizard such as us stumble upon a group of people and just help them like that without any anything in return and move on do you think that's strange I, I do but I'm curious I mean kinda but also that seems like a really cool wizard thing to do Aaron says, he says, like, that's, you know, how that's like the cool wizard stories. Like, what do you like? What? Hmm. When she says amnesiacs, his mind does peak at the thought of like. Did he stumble upon them or did he bring them and drop them and set them up here? And he says, you know, I think you're right. Something smells fishy about the story Um, it's believable but there does seem to be a missing piece yes yes exactly Aaron you've hit the nail on the head if you will 
And she pulls out a like really nice like document from from like her desk and she says I found this in these caves one of my first few ventures into these caves I found this document and I believe that it gives a very interesting perspective into the tale the myth of Nemeth reached it and she kind of hands it over for Aaron to read Aaron takes it and uh, expresses his talent of speed reading <laughs> and chugs the knowledge that is written on the page. Aaron speed reads this letter, and what he sees is it's it's like a very nice penned like document, right? And it's all in one script, but then like the name and the signature at the bottom is in, like a different script. But the, at the very top of the of the document, it says the golden contract right mm-hmm. and it says i reynold gardania which aaron would remember is the last name of of greta gardania it says i reynold gardania hereby pledge my life to the service of the wizard lamond breachton for the divine goal of the creation of the first material utopia paragon for this society to function it requires the utmost discipline of all of its members therefore by signing this document i hereby shed myself of all formal former allegiances nationalities religions or any other ties to my previous life in paragon i will own no lands or wealth for all that i need i will take as necessary i will not attempt any acts of violence or treachery upon my fellow townsmen and if there were any grievances between me or a fellow townsman we will bring them forward to lamon breach or with the wizard lamon breachton for his ultimate wisdom to issue a final verdict all great decisions of my life such as long-term projects potential mates and when to create offspring will fall under the purview of the wizard Lamon Breachton. It is only by the power and foresight of the wizard Lamon Breachton that our divine goal will come to fruition. To Paragon I pledge myself. Reynold Gardania. Okay. So Greta Greta is the like the like mayor chick? Yeah. Okay. So Greta's the mayor. Do I uh know that was Reynold mayor? Was Reynold city founder uh, or Yeah. Um ba- give me a basic society check, just a very simple one. Uh I got a twenty five. Yeah, you would know exactly that Reynold Gardenia is uh, one of the founders of Breach Hill. And that, like, Greta Gardenia, like, comes from this line of, like, high ups. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's kind of, like, old blood. Like, Well, and especially if this document expresses that her father, like, basically well, that- had Greta at the discretion yeah. of the wizard... Yeah. Well, this is great. This is like great, great, great. Oh, great, great, great grandpa. Okay. Because Breachill was founded 160 years ago. 
So this is like her ancestor. Reynolds was one of the first, like, he was an amnesiac settler that was saved by Planet Breachton. I see. So, Aaron reads it and says, I understand. Is, is Greta a human? Yes. Okay. He says, I see. But what reason do you have to believe, believe that this holds any merit today, 160 years later? Yes. You see, I, I believe, and I always thought this lamb and breached him was too good to be true. But now it appears to me that this wizard had quite the ego and he set to create a utopia here in the material plane. And as any attempt so foolish as to create a perfect society would be, I predict that it failed. And with a man who has an ego so big to create a perfect utopia, to create all the decisions for all these people. He was embarrassed, and I believe he wiped their minds to get rid of his of his failure. That's what I believe, Aaron. Aaron says Well there's a lot of ways that you could like approach this theory. I mean <laughs> maybe maybe, you know, he was in charge, but Everyone else was kind of in the dark, but, you know, your theory does hold, you know, reason, and it does make sense. So I've never heard of this paragon, and I've seen no other script such as this, and after diving into the records in Breach Hill, there's nothing, nothing pertaining to this. So... But, so uh, I'm I might be wrong, but I feel very for sure about this. This diamond breached and was a failure, and he couldn't deal with it, so he ran. He painted himself as a hero and then fled. I. I, I you know I'll believe you. Because you've done more research than me, and I'm, you know, willing to have an open mind. So I'll embrace your line of thought. He says, but what does this have to do with the ancient elven doors? You see, I have not been able to piece the two together. I don't know if this breached and just was, you know, he used this cave as a garbage chute and threw his old plans away or... Or what? I don't know the connection. But as far as my research goes, there is no connection between this failed wizard and the ancient secrets of our ancestors. So what's the point of telling me about this failed wizard? Well, we were just having dinner, and I, I oh. found this and thought you thought it would be cool. Oh, I thought it. Yeah, I, I, okay. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I like it. Cool. It's, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she just like found this and like wanted to share it with you. Oh, okay. Um, I like it. Um, are you giving me the document? Oh no, I would like to keep that here. With yeah, you me. should frame that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, she kind of she puts it like back in her like 
bag or desk or something. That's museum um, quality, if you will. Yeah. Um, but she says, now, it's hard to tell the time here, but I believe it is time for us to get some rest. And she she kind of pulls up a like a, a bedroll of hers, and she's going to like let you have the bed. But she... And I imagine, like, over after dinner and stuff, you guys, like... I mean, she wants to talk, like, more about, like, like wizard theory and, like, wants to, like... Talk about you, magic? Like, what she's learned and, like, yeah, just all about magic. And I mean, if you want to join her in that. Yeah, I'm all about learning about yeah. magic. Even so if it's she from kinda, a murderer. <laughs> yeah, she teaches you, like, a bunch of, like, pointers and things she's learned at her academy. And you give her, like, some... You maybe give her some other insights from your academy and like you share your thesis and like I would assume you both get along very well like talking like academia like arcane stuff um, and eventually she got like she goes ahead and like um, she she both she sets uh, sets uh, um, the Calmont undead and the other undead kind of blocking both ways um, to, like for your defenses and she is gonna like request that you guys both go to bed. Yeah, sounds good, I'm tired. Yeah, so um, yeah, she she goes to bed and you bed down in, in her bed. Um, what? Yeah, no, I'm like, you have the bed, she beds down in her bedroll. Oh. Okay, she, cool. she's being a good host and lets you have that. So, um, do you sleep the eight hours? Um, Aaron probably falls asleep at some point, but mm-hmm. it feels like he's stayed up for hours and he's just, you know, feeling disgusted with himself that mm-hmm. not only in the like ritual that he took part in, but he almost feels like he might as well have killed Kalmont. You know what I mean? Right. He looked, right. he just sat there. And then he thinks of his friends and wonders if they miss him or if they even found him, would they be disappointed in him? You know, mm-hmm. would they would they think less of him? Mm-hmm. And like, so his, he's just in a turmoil of emotion as he just... And I'm sure he eventually gets tired and his mind just falls asleep yeah how what is his perspective of Vaz now because like he said he thought of Vaz as like a confidant and a friend and like yeah I feel like he feels very conflicted about her but how does he feel about her now at the end of this day well does he like hate her or is he like still trying to be friends with her or yeah I feel like he can't hate her because she could you know, she she's kind of his only access to life. Mm-hmm. He kind of at the moment lives and dies by Vaz Lorraine's will. Mm-hmm. At least he feels that mm-hmm. way. But he does feel like she is dangerous. She has all the cards. She's taking him away from his friends. Mm-hmm. She And he doesn't want to live the next several hundred years with only Vaz Lorraine right. or you know what I mean? He thought like the magic classes he was going to get were like, yeah, I think he even mentioned like, is it going to take more of my time than my job or whatever? Right. And she said, that no, 
What the hell? He said I had to go do adventuring and stuff. She didn't listen to him at all. Now he's upset. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, um, Heron wakes up the next day. And, I mean, you don't even know what time it is. Like, it could be midnight or whatever. Your sleep schedule's all whack. Um, but you wake up, and um, you feel like, even though you haven't enjoyed your time, like, necessarily being in this, like, like cave and learning, but you can't deny the amount of knowledge, like, you've learned from, like, another wizard just, like, sitting and basically being like, this is how you do this spell. Like, this is how you do this. Like, this is how you do this. And you wake up, and you're a level four wizard. What? Yeah. I gained, like, a level in a day? And then and you now can add the, like, raise undead ritual to your, like, Aaron now knows how to do that. Oh, my word. This is bad, dude. This is bad, because, like... This is just, like, a good excuse to just, like, stay. Right, yeah. No, yeah, exactly. But, no, Aaron, like, is, like, wow, I've actually, like, learned a ton just in, like, Foz being, like, hands-on teaching me. Oh, no. And I was just, I was talking to the chat uh, while you were gone. Uh (laughs) And I was telling him. Maybe I'll, like, sneak away to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And, like, while I'm going to the bathroom, I might use my my feather token and send a bird. But he wakes up, and he immediately realizes he's level four. Because, yeah. like we've been joking about, he's the one that knows. Mm-hmm. He's very aware of how he just skipped a 1,000 XP right. points. Man, this is bad. Okay, what happens? They well, have breakfast? Yeah, so Vaz kind of makes some breakfast, some eggs or something, and Vaz is like, Aaron, yes, um, I would recommend preparing your spells. Um, I've already prepared mine if I woke up early, but I would prepare your spells and gather your things for we are venturing deeper into these caves. And while I have cleared out many of these small nooks, there are dangerous creatures that we might encounter and so stay close with me and we will let these two do most of the fighting but be prepared to encounter dangerous foes so and she kind of gathers her things yes, and like gets like all of her books and wands and everything ready so oh uh, i also get ready my books and wands and i prepare my spells okay and with that um, you are going to set out with Foz through these caves. You you venture through this for like hours, like going down like caves and like caverns and just like it's I mean it's hours and it's completely dark and she has like a light spell on um hmm. yeah she'll cast light on like a, a torch or something like a like a stick or you know but the undead are kind of wandering and she she seems to be able to control them um she casted two spells at the beginning that allowed her to like basically make them minions right um right so but you guys go through and 
It says, although the tunnel opens wide into a sprawling cavern here, it seems even more claustrophobic, for vicious spider webs crisscross nearly every inch of the place. Along the northern wall, several human-sized lumps in the webs are thickly wrapped in silk webbing, while the entire floor is covered in a sticky goop. And she says, be wary, Aaron. I fear there are very powerful arachnids nearby. And she kind of, she like sends out the, um, the, the two zombies forward. Does Aaron do anything? Aaron kind of peeks in and is looking and watching for the spiders, but he's not super fond of them. He's doesn't want to be like touched by a spider so he's staying kind of far back standing by vase okay. well i have a yeah, question yeah. though have i had a have i had a free like a moment away from vase today? yeah yeah okay tell me the next time i do okay the next time where like vase would yeah. not be watching yeah. me well okay so keeping that in mind, you guys inch forward and eventually you see like one of the zombies kind of stick in some web and parts of the web like ricochet throughout the whole kind of cavern. And then you hear, oh no, like, like sound of like moving things. And as you do, Foz says, prepare yourself, Aaron. Yes, madam, Aaron says. Uh, you see six large spiders pop out, and they all start scuttling towards you guys. Go ahead and roll initiative for me. <laughs> Inish. Time to see how strong this vase actually is. Can she kill me? Or no? 18. Um, Vaz is going to go first, and she's going to spend two of her rounds um, moving these. So she gives up an action, and they get two. So right. one is going to go up, is going to move, and the other one's going to move, right? And then they each get an action. And so it is going to, one of them is going to swing at one spider, one's going to swing the other spider. That hunting spider, that spider's going to dodge it, and the next one's going to attack, and then that one's going to actually be a hit. Oh, only five. Okay, so one of the one of them is going to do that, and then for her last action, she is going to move back here. That's her turn. So this one is going to it's going to move up by one and that's going to trigger an attack of opportunity from this guy and that's a hit oh snap these boys got attack of opportunity okay and then it is going to do a web attack at Vaz Oh, and that's a natural 20. So. Whoa. Suck it, Vaz. So. 
it is hit. She is hit Sorry. and like stuck in the spider spider goo. And then it is going to. It's gonna do a web attack, and I can't really see Aaron. It's just gonna attack with its fangs at the zombie. And that's a miss. Okay, and then the other one, let's see. Just sorry, I remember that. Okay. The other one in front of it is just gonna do three actions at the zombie. Um, that's a miss. That's a miss, and that's a miss. And now it should be Aaron's turn. Okay, Aaron. Um, he is going to use his first action to move down by Vaz, mm-hmm. as it is a good strategic position. And then he is going to. Um, one, two, three. Yeah, okay. He's going to use electric arc on. Okay. Like and is that a high These spell now? two dudes. Very nice. It is now. Okay. Um, so. Basic reflex. Basic reflex. Um, I got pretty high on that one. I figure there's spiders. That's a 20, 22. Okay, the DC is 20. Oh, okay, and then I got a natural one, so that's a critical fail. Okay, I don't think it specifies any difference for critical fail. It's, it, it should be a basic a basic one, and on a basic uh, one, I think they take double damage. Uh, yeah, basic reflex yeah, save, yeah. 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 Um, okay, so one person takes half and the other one takes double. The first person takes, the first one takes six, the second one takes 20. Holy. Holy. That spider that took 20 is not looking good. Um, yeah, it looks bad. <laughs> is that your full turn? That is my full turn. Okay, now these four are gonna go. This one is going to See. Electric arc is kind of broken as a cantrip. I know. One, it's going to move, and that's going to be its reaction. So, attack opportunity, and oop, that is. That might be a crit. Uh, it is a crit. So, double damage from Calmont. <laughs> from Zombie Calmont. Yeah. So, nine damage to that one. Um, but then it is going to, that was 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Um, another move action to get here, and it's going to attack Vaz, who is immobilized. And that is a miss. Oh no, they only get one attack, so that that's a miss. Um, this one's going to continue to fight the zombie Calmont. That's a miss. That's a miss. 
That's a miss. Um, this one is going to also do three attacks. Correct die. Okay, this one actually is a hit. Max damage, dealing eight damage to Kalma. Uh, that was his first attack, right? Yeah, so two more. Oh man, that, I think it's a, that's exactly, yep, another hit on Calmont. Oh no. Our meat so, shields are going to die. four damage. Just, it's just like eating, just eating, ripping off the flesh of him. Um, that was its second attack, one more. Uh, and that's going to be a miss. Um, and then the last one is going to skitter... 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. And then it's going to use its web attack in Aaron. And I got... No! I think I got a 20. Yeah, 20 on the web attack. So it hits you and you're immobilized, which just means you can't move. Uh, and then you can attempt an escape, which is an acrobatics check to get out. On your turn. Okay. Um, we just see immobilized. You can't use any action to move. Okay, yeah, but you but you're not like grabbed or anything else. You just literally can't move. Okay. Um, and then starting the round, again it's gonna be Vaz. And she is going to attempt to get out of this, I think. Let's see. Um, she's going to go unarmed strike, I guess. And she gets it. So she breaks out. And then she is going to use her last two actions to move her minions. They each get two swipes. And... Roll a natural two. That's a miss. That's a hit. And... That's going to kill this one. So the half-orc one just slays the one that was weak. Kills that one right off the bat. And then he's going to attack another one that's near him. Natural 19. That's going to be a hit. nine damage to the one in front of him. So that one's pretty weak. That's his turn. Then it's going to be Kalamont's turn to attack. He gets two attacks. Um, that's a hit. Almost max damage for 11 damage against the one next to him. Then he's going to try and finish that one off with his last attack. That's also a hit. Man, he goes hit. And then he kills that one. Man, these boys are slapping. So two, two dead spiders. Nice. This one's going to do three actions to attack the half-orc. Miss. Miss. Mm. Miss. And then the other one's going to do three on the half-orc. 
That is a hit. Natural one, that's a miss, okay. And then last one, also natural two. So now it's Aaron's turn. I guess Electric Arts range is 30 feet, so I could like hit this guy and this guy, right? Yeah. Because he's only like 25 feet away. Okay, cool. Um, then I'm going to Electric Arc these two dudes. Okay. Give me some basic reflexes. Um, natural 19 for the other one, so that's like a... Over 20? Um, yeah, but does it, it might critically succeed, so that's a... That is a 28. Just a success. Okay. And the other one... Uh, natural 18, so that's a 27. So two okay. successes for half damage. They both take four. Four damage. And I guess I'll also take um, a step away from this spider. Okay. Uh, this one's going to move, triggering two attacks of opportunity. Yikes. Um, and that's a hit. And that Might spider is dead. One. Yeah. Um, okay. Bye bye, spider. Now this one is going to attack. Um. Yeah, if it took electric arc like a point blank range, it's gonna step and then do two attacks against Aaron. Hey, dumb spider. <laughs> um, that's a twenty-four. Ouch. Uh, only three points of damage, but I need you to make a fortitude save. Oh yikers! Somebody say poison. Uh, fortitude happens to be my lowest save and <laughs> poor Aaron got an 8 an 8 right. that is a fail so oh really <laughs> that's a, yeah that's a fail and at the end of your turn you're going to take or no I think you I think you automatically take damage and you're at stage one, right? And at the end of your turn, yeah, that's what it is. So... Yeah, I think you're right. Initially... Oh, okay, you got low damage. Only one point of poison damage. But I feel it. Yeah, you feel like it sink its fangs in. Second attack. Oh my god. Looking at nat 20. No. But it is not... It is not... Your level or higher, so just double damage. That is that's only twelve damage. Okay. Um, and then let me look because oh yeah, so with poison, I'm pretty sure if you fail, like you with disease, it doesn't work this way. With poison, you don't take you're not poisoned twice, but it has a chance to make your stage go down. Does that make sense? So make another fortitude save. Also, you do have hero points. I don't know how many you have, but you have them. I do? Yeah. And you, uh, and you have a villain point for what you did with Kalmon. <laughs> Just kidding. I guess I, I should have actually done this earlier. Can I, uh, is it my turn? Uh, or am I just rolling? No, you're just rolling for the initial. Okay. For fortitude? Yeah. 21. Okay, critical success. So, nice. or not critical success, but a success. So Aww. you are not you are not poisoned even further. 
And okay. that was its turn. That was its turn. That's it. Okay, now it is Vaz's turn. And seeing you get attacked, she is not a fan for her apprentice being attacked. Aaron recognizes her fervor. So then she is going... That's weird. <laughs> ...to cast a spell. All the other boys keep making Vaz jokes, and it makes me feel weird. I know. <laughs> it's so funny, though. Okay, making a spell attack. Oof. It's kind of insane. She rolled a natural two, but still hit. Still hit the AC. Wow. And she just, like, like curses it in, like, Elven. And she's like, not my apprentice, you beast. And she is going to cast a spell. And it is going to deal. She deals... 16 damage as she shoots like an acid bolt out of her hands. Um, 16 damage, and then it is also going to be... Oh, I don't roll that. But it's also going to be taking persistent acid damage. Um, it's very weak. Um, Aaron doesn't know whether to feel like uh, protected or like she is speaking of him possessively right, and right. like yeah. feel bad about like you know mm -hmm. feel owned or something yeah she spends her next action to move to move the the minion over Calmont and he's going to attack one of the spiders um and that's going to be a miss so now the other two those two spiders are attacking um that's a hit. Okay. So it hits... Man, it's the half-orc, and he's not looking good. So we're going to attack again. That's a miss. And then that's another hit on the half-orc. He's looking weak. And seeing this, I think the other one is going to attack him as well. Spiders. Gets it. He is, like, ha barely hanging on as both of these spiders are teaming up on him. Yep, that's it. That's gonna do it. And then the last one just rips its, like, jaws, like, rip into it. Like, cuts its, like, throat. And then the zombie just, brrr, like, falls over. Dead. And it's got one more attack going for Calmont. And that is also going to be a hit. I rolled, like, a 17, 18, 17. Spiders. So wait, the one that went down was the half orc? Yeah, Kalmont's still alive. Or okay. undead. But Kalmont's not looking good. Um and then it's Aaron's turn. Aaron takes a takes a step forward purely for the purposes of hitting two people with his electric arc. Very nice. Um then cast it basic reflex okay um a 15 nice and then a 11 nice so double fails um and let's loose his lightning 
11 and 7. At the two over in the corner or the one by you? No, by okay. this one and this one. Okay. Very good damage. 11 and 7? Yes. Okay. They're both looking like they've taken a lot of damage. That's your full turn, right? Yes. And give me a fortitude save. Um, Aaron gets but a mere nine. Aaron's gonna die from some spider poison. Okay. Um. Okay. You are. Am I dead? No. You, am I dead? How much HP do you have? Seventeen. <laughs> You're just talking like I'm dead. I'm getting nervous. I rolled. 11 damage from the poison. Oh my, I'm almost dead. And you are clumsy one, which I believe is a minus one to all your deck stuff. So your AC goes down by one and everything else goes down. Um, okay. And let's see. Woof, okay. Aaron's turn. Now the spider's gonna be aggressive towards Vaz since it attacked it. It's gonna attack her. It's a miss. Uh, natural 19 on the second attack. That's gonna be a hit against Foz. Not a lot of damage though. She needs to make a fortitude save. She gets it. Um, second attack, Her last attack is a miss. Okay, so that one's gone. Now it's Vaz's turn. She is, oh, oh, it needs to make a save. Oh wait, yeah. Okay, no. It doesn't take any persistent damage. Uh, Vaz is now going to... Uh, she's going to cast a spell at the other one. She's going to hold out her hand and you see she's like siphoning negative energy. And it radiates in a pale darkness as she like reaches out and like ethereal touches the spider. Um, and they're going to make a fortune save. And it's going to make it, but she is going to deal enough damage to, like, it just negative energy just absorbs it and, like, sucks it dry and it just crumbles to the ground dead. Man. But, you know, you actually, you don't know that spell, I don't think. But it's a, it's a cantrip she used. Um, and she, she says, Aaron, are you okay? You don't look so good. And then she, like, holds out her hand and wills the other guy to attack the spider. Natural one. And then a natural 20. That's what I'm talking about. And then it just cleaves the other spider in half. There's only one more spider, and it's across the room fighting the zombie. That was her turn. Now it's the last spider's turn. Move or step. Attack. Kalmon. Miss. Um... That's a hit. Only three damage to Kalman, but he's not looking good. That is the end of his turn. Aaron, your turn. Aaron um, cracks out his med kit, so it's like in his hand, essentially. Yeah, well, I think with your bandolier, you're able to just use it without. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, never mind then. He cracks out a uh, antidote. Okay. 
but he more for like just having it out yeah and he's going to use once again his uh electric arc okay because the spider is <laughs> obviously more of a threat yeah so you just have your ancient out out in one hand and then yeah and then but you use your next few actions to do electric arc okay reflex yes. save and i got not very high yeah i got a 20 actually sorry that's okay that's just a success i got four points of damage okay very good i need a fortitude save it's a big one we're at stage two um i got a 20. 20 okay so you reduce it by one stage but you're still taking damage wait what oh yeah okay take six points of damage i'm dead okay so you pass out right yeah yeah i pass out okay so you like use electric arc and it goes out and then Vaz is like yes we're winning we've won and then aaron you just like fall on the ground with the antidote in my yeah, hand, but it wouldn't have really mattered. Yeah. That just helps with saves. Yeah. And now it's, let's see, Foz. Yeah, it's Foz's turn. She's going to use an action to try and finish the spider. So two attacks from Calmont. Natural 20, not even roll for damage. He cleaves that spider in two. Then she is going to move over to you. Um, and then she is going to pull out she's going to pull out um, a healing potion and give it to you and I'm going to roll oh you got lucky got an 8 and a 5 plus I believe it's 5 right I think you're right Yeah, so 8, 5, 13, plus 5, 18 hit points. You're brought back up. So you kind of yes. cough and you're like on the ground. Um, so now you're up. You've got your turn, and then you need to make another fortitude save at the end of it. And she's okay. like, Aaron, Aaron, get up. Get up. You're, you're, you're still poisoned. And she's like pointing to your like leg wound. I um, drink the antidote to give me a plus two bonus to these saves against this poison. And, um, yeah, I think then I, uh, well, I mean, I guess I can stitch my wounds, but I guess that doesn't really make sense. I'll just try to fight off the poison for the rest of my turn. Okay, yeah, so one action to pick it up, one, point, one action to, to drink it. Um, right. And then actually, you can use an action to treat poison. Um, oh, it can? Yeah, you can. So attempt a medicine check against the poison DC. Yeah, so you can go ahead and do that. What, what's my uh, what's my roll? Uh, medicine. Okay. It is 26. Okay, so that's a critical hit or a critical thing. So you get a plus two from the antidote. And because you crit, you get a plus four from your medicine check. So go ahead and make so a fortitude save. Plus six total or plus four total? Plus six total. I got 
a 17 plus a 6 plus a 6. Holy. 29. Critical success and you like you drink it and you just like start going to town on your leg and you feel you're like the, you sucked out the poison and you're fine. And combat is over. Nice. And Vaz is kind of like standing over you and like holds out her hand. Almost angry with like going down and like feeling weak. Aaron takes her hand and stands up. Yeah. She senses that and she says, she says, Aaron, do not. She says, do not feel, feel down. These things happen. She says, we, we wizards are not the strongest when it comes to melee. And you did well with your electric. You brought down many of those with just, just by yourself. Do not be too hard on yourself. You are strong. I, I, I know that I wouldn't pick you if I didn't see great power in you. Well, come on, but <laughs> sorry, I'm just kidding. Well, her, I don't say that. Yeah, I don't say that. Yeah, I don't say that. But yeah, what do you what do you think about that? I I do think about Calmont. I, which makes me think. I think she's being genuine, but at the same time, like seeing this zombified Calmont, mm-hmm. I said say to myself, but like. Am I am I the second? Is this mm. just like a guy who worked in the bookshop, or is right? You know what I mean. Right. I start to realize, like, am I just the the second run, and that first one was a spoiled egg? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's valid. I don't know. Well, you collect yourselves, um, and she says, "If you would like, you could you could take a, a rest and heal your wounds." I say it won't take long, and then I I said I ask her if she also needs some stitching. Uh, yes, I I took a, a mere scrape from that last one, but I I won't turn it down. Never hurts to get a little bit of uh, a doctor's assistance. Let's see, two two rolls for fifteen, right? Mm-hmm. The first one is a 24, and the second one is a 20. Um, do you want to roll her 2d8? Uh, yeah, I can. Uh, did Are you an expert in medicine yet? No. Okay. I went expert in arcana. Okay. Uh, she got 10. She's, she's back at full. I and got 6. So I'm at 24 to 30. Nice. So yeah, you take the time to heal her and um, heal yourself. Um, And then she heals Calmont. And you look around the room um, while she is healing Calmont. um, And you get a little bit of alone time while she's a little busy. Um, So I'm going to be like, I gotta go. I gotta go do a number two over here because I'm, I'm, I'm poo shy, mm-hmm. which makes sense with my personality and is not a lie. Um, yeah. So, when, like, out of earshot and feels comfortable, um, 
He does a quick detect magic. Like, is something? Is he? Is he being watched magically? Um. Let's see. Detect magic. You don't necessarily. No, you don't feel. Um. You don't feel anything. Um. Other than yeah. what she's doing. But you there. do find there's something magical, like coming from like all over by the uh, room in one of the little like like sacks like the human sized sacks okay good to know I'll get back to that in just a second mm -hmm. I'm gonna use my feather token okay he yeah he's already not liking what's happening to his head as he's like he's like why am I starting to almost dislike my friends why am I starting to like mm -hmm. Why am I, like, starting to be comfortable with what I did just, like, less than 24 hours ago? Mm -hmm. So he he says, I don't want this to last for 100 years. Mm -hmm. And so he uses his feather token. Okay. Which lets him, which the token transforms into a small sparrow that waits on your finger for you to relay a message up to one minute in length along with the name and rough location of a recipient. The re recipient must be someone you met. The place must be somewhere you have visited. The bird flies off, traveling at 30 miles per hour, and searches for the target in the location. Bird finds the target and moves adjacent to them. Your words emanate from the bird. The bird flies off and vanishes. The bird also vanishes if it fails to find your target after 10 hours for searching mm -hmm. at the location you specified. So I'm just going to tell my bird, uh, I, this is Aaron. Mm -hmm. I'm alive. I'm not dead. Uh, uh, he's like quickly debating, but he says, uh, Vaz kids kidnapped me. And he almost whispers that part. Mm -hmm. And then he says, um, I'm trapped in a cave and I don't know where I am. And then he thinks who to send it to. And then he just, uh, he picks Calere and says they're the tavern, their main tavern. Yeah. So it, Wherever it's does called. it find the person or does it go to the, it goes to the place? It searches for the person at the location. Gotcha. Okay. But they might, they might not be there, but it's going to like, look around there for like 10 hours gotcha okay depending on how far away we are i don't know where we are right okay okay so then i send this little bird away hoping that i have not been discovered mm -hmm. but then he's like oh man that was a relief as he comes right around the corner and um then he goes i wonder if there's any treasure in here and then goes for wherever mm -hmm. he detected magic. Okay, uh, give me a stealth check just to for that whole thing. For the whole shebang, oh, Jumanji. I got a eighteen, a hot eighteen okay. plus a stealth, a two, uh, modified twenty. Right. Vaz did not seem to like hear that or anything, so. 
party you've seen, she's focused. Yes. But she does turn around when you say, "Oh, I found something magical or whatever." Um, yeah, you see magic. You see. Um, also, on, on your way over, before that, before you make that exclamation, you're walking over to like that like egg sack or something, and you see a glint on the ground from whatever your light source you have on you, and you see something like a gold. It almost looks like a gold piece on the ground. Where? Just on the like on the ground in front of you. Looks like oh. a little gold piece or something. Okay. I skip over it. I'm just kidding. I pick it up. Um, you pick it up and it appears to be a scale. A scale. I'm like just a, a scale of some creature, and it seems to be gold. Nature check. Okay. Or something. What check do I do? I'm trying to figure out what the scale is. Um, yeah, try nature first. Um, 16 plus 3. 19. Um, you, uh, you go through all the animals you can think of, and it doesn't seem to be an animal. Okay. Is it a demon? Okay, check is it a is it a scaled monkey? Is it a lizard? Is it Yeah, give me give me an arcana check. Okay. Is it magic scale? Magic scale, magic scale. Arcana is I got a fifteen plus a twelve. Twenty-seven. You you need to think more on this, but you get a good feeling that if you were to sit down with the scale and try again, like you would figure out like probably what this what creature this belongs to. But you definitely okay. feel confident that it's some kind of magic beast. Alright. Occultism? Uh no, I, I would say you you know Arcana is the check you need. You just need to like okay. try it again later, you know? Okay. I slip it into my pocket. Yeah. Not thinking too much of it. Okay. And then I go for the egg sack. Okay. Uh, you try to like. And I bring my hatchet yeah. down upon that. <laughs> yeah, you use your little knife or whatever you got to cut into it, and it's actually really gross. Um, you cut in and yeah. it, you almost you know barf from like the stench, but you see that inside is what's left of some dead person. Um, in the in the like the webbing of the sack, you know, like oh, like like you know they 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 wrapped him up and then like sucked the blood out of him and stuff, you know. But yeah, at, starting to like uh, have like whatever bile break him yeah. down. But you see on the body there is a um, uh, the one ring. <laughs> no, it is a um, it is a scimitar. Ooh, Aaron says finally. And you see a bunch of runes on it. My melee weapon of choice, he jokes. He's, he checks it out. It's only going to take him a minute. Okay. okay. Crack, die. Let's move this out of the way. Uh, 12 plus 9 is uh, 21. 21. You find a plus 1 striking scimitar. Mm -hmm. So it does double I damage. Let me put this in the loot. Yeah. Vaz kind of comes over and she says, 
Ah, Ed. It seems you have keener senses than I. Good job on finding such a... such a unique and powerful weapon. You, you may keep it. Oh, do you want it? No, you, you deserve it. Finders keepers, they say. Okay. I mean, I probably won't use it. I'll probably <laughs> just carry it around and scare people. Uh, it is a pot. That is a potent rune, no less though. So maybe you could. Right. We could. We could take the rune off. Transfer it to something else. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good Let's idea. Let's go ahead and save that for later. And she says. Okay. And you look around the room, and um, you see, you see, um, over here. I'm gonna ping. Right? You see this wall over here, and it is um, just completely covered in webs, right? And there's like a small hole, right? Um, maybe between the webs, um, but it looks like pretty treacherous um, small hole. Maybe that's where the spiders are coming from. But to the north, you see there is um, another path, and Voss says... We must be on our way. Let's let's travel this way. I think I see another cave opening. To this way? Yeah. Hi ho, sailor. Aaron asked Vaz if she saw the second wall. Hey, yes, it it looks to be where the spiders might have come from or have nest. I don't think we should uh, poke the bear. No, I mean like the the ancient, the second ancient album wall. Oh. Um. I only know of one, one that went down into the third, to the third floor. Wait. There were two. Two, you say? I only, I only found the, the, the one that, that went down to the third floor, the, the, the single door that with the ancient inscriptions with the, the elves. There was a very similar one, but it was on the floor up above and it was a double door. I see. But like the one below, it also had no handles, and it had elven script that was scratched out. I see. And what did that? What did the script say? I don't know. It was scratched out. Aren't you listening? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, she says, oh, "Oh, I see. I, I thought you might have figured it out." Um, I don't. It's scratched out. Um, she says that's very peculiar. Um. Wait, did you find out what the one below said? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, she's like, she's like, oh, I thought you would have figured yeah, it I out. <laughs> uh, she says, no, it's not what is uh, on the wall that I was concerned about. It's what's behind the wall. And you will see very soon if my plans are correct. We must be we must be getting close now. We've traveled many miles through these caverns. It's true. My feet hurt. Yes, come come with me. We let us carry on. You can tell me all about it while we travel. Okay. Well, it was <laughs> stone and old and it had blue runes above it, which is how I deactivated all the undead. Mm -hmm. Um it was really pretty, though. I think I you should have seen it. <laughs> it was about twice as big as the other. Well, yeah, it was double doored. So I mean, it was about twice as. You big. You were just trying to one up me. 
No, I'm not. I'm just trying to explain it. Um, as you guys go on, so sorry. you guys go through like more and more caves, and eventually you get to this room. You enter a large cavern. You are about like t- you're like 10, 15 feet up on like a like a an overhang, like a cliff, little overhang into this big, massive room. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, you see, you see, a massive throne has been constructed of old bones and broken furniture, tied together with ropes and chains, and draped with moth-eaten velvet is the overwhelming centerpiece of this wide open cave. Arrayed in concentric circles around the throne are the skeletal corpses of a small oblong-skulled humanoids, each posed with their head inclined reverently toward the throne's seat. On the throne, you see, you see a small little goblin sitting on the throne and it has like all kinds of like regal kind of like armor kind of stuff and it's just kind of looking out over all these like skeleton goblins like praising him almost like reverently you know is it alive and this goblin is alive and it looks like it looks kind of insane this goblin does but before you or vaz can speak you see Kalere, Urkel, Frizzigig, Alec, uh, and another woman you do not know run out into the room, and they stop and halt and look up at you guys. And that's the end of episode 22. Blue version. Oh, snap. <laughs>